Welcome to Family Matters with your host, Dr. Virginia Collin. In this program, we will explore some of the challenges families face and the solutions they create in today's world, where marriage, parenting, and family forms are not what they once were. Now, here is Dr. Virginia Collin. Welcome to Family Matters. I'm your host, Virginia Collin, professional family mediator. My guest today is Elliot Katz. He is a professional speechwriter and is the author of seven nonfiction books, but I'm not going to tell you a lot about them yet because I'm going to let Elliot tell his own story. Welcome to the show, Elliot. Okay. Um, I have done at least three shows interviewing different women who've done research and written books about what women can do to make relationships work better. And today, you and I are going to be talking about, I think, what men can do and perhaps also what women can do to make relationships better. So I'm going to start by asking you how this topic came to be of interest to you. Well, I was married for 10 years, and then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, I, at first I blamed the other person. It's a very common thing to do. And then I came to the point of thinking, well, what do I have to learn from this? I don't, I don't want to go through this again. And that really set me out on a journey of, of learning what, what does it mean to be a man in a relationship? What, what do I need to learn? What should I have done differently? And it, it was really fascinating because I started reading books. Well, the first thing I learned... I started listening to what other men said, and we're all confused. Like, we hear all these messages, we try so hard to please and be good husbands, but it's not working. So, you know, many men are confused. Then I started reading books on relationships, and they really didn't say anything to me about, uh, you know, what a man needs to do to have a successful relationship. And then I started turning to the writings of, that men over the generations have written for younger men about what it means to be a man in a marriage, in a relationship. And I was blown away because what I read in these books coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership. They don't make decisions. They don't take responsibility. There's this giant disconnect between what men have been told in this generation and what women really want. So that's why I wrote the book. Okay. We are definitely going to come back to that. Um but I'm curious, you say that you found men who, older men who had written advice for younger men going back a couple or three generations. Right. What, what authors are we talking about here? You know what, it was all different kinds of authors, uh, you know, stuff written, you know, a thousand years ago, like philosophers from, or two thousand years ago. Yeah, like, it was so amazing here all this contemporary stuff I read just really didn't say anything to me, and I, re- I would read something written 2,000 years ago, and I said, like, it was written today. It was so fresh, so relevant today that it just, uh, it just blew me away. It's like, whoa. And how, I said, well, how come no one told me this? How come no one taught me this wisdom? This is the wisdom that, you know, for generations that, um, you know, fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men about being a man, and that's been totally lost today. Like, Men are really, they're confused about what it means to be a man, and they're, they're just, like, totally at a loss. Like, they, they hear all these messages, like, try to please your wife, just do, you know, don't right. be or, controlling, let her run the home, and they think, or, well, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, it's not you working. Should, right, you should be sensitive and vulnerable, right? Men yeah. hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to cry. Yeah, and be a good listener. <laughs> 
Okay, and you're finding that that's in your in your it, that the wisdom that you got from these books and what you're hearing from women is that that's not what women really want. Right. You know, what, what do what, women What do women really want? They want leadership. They want a man who's a leader, not someone who's controlling, not someone who is, you know, a tyrant. No, not at all. But they want. They don't want some man who's leaving every decision to them. You know, I, I couldn't count the number of women, single women, who've told me, and I hear this, I, like, many times. They'll say, a man asks them out on a date, and then he says, well, what do you want to do? Where should we go? Like, he, he, he's asked her out, and then he has no plan. What he, what he, he wants to do, what he's proposing to, for her, big, big turnout. It's, it's like, even the, that's showing leadership in a date. Like, you know, if he can't make a decision about where they're going to go for a cup of coffee, how is it going to handle like the challenges that come in marriage? I, um, women tell me that if a, if a man calls them and doesn't have a plan for the date, big turn off. That's interesting. I'm thinking that I wouldn't mind if a guy asked me for a date and said, "What do you want to do?" And then I'd say, "Well, I like movies, or I like restaurants, or whatever," and we could go from there. But you're saying a lot of women want him at, already to have some idea in mind. To be a man with a plan. It's yeah, not about like plan. being controlling. <laughs> it's about if you, if you just call and you have no plan. It's like you don't you, you don't make the woman feel special, and you don't feel that you, she doesn't feel like well, this is a rock that I could depend on. He can't even choose a place for a cup of coffee. I have heard this so many times. Wow! And and it, and it goes on into into marriage as well. Like you know, so many men, and I know a lot of men like this. You know, intelligent guys will say, "Well, oh, you know, the woman runs the home. That's her domain. I let her make all the decisions," and they think they're being you know, modern, non-controlling guys. But for the women, they feel he's shirking his responsibility. He's leaving all the responsibilities, all the decision-making on her, and, and she feels like he is really just one of the children that she has to take care of. He wow. thinks he's being this nice guy. But to her, wow. he, to her, it's, and I, I, I've had so many women say, you know, if my husband had understood this, you know, our marriage would not have disintegrated. That she wants him to be the man. I'm not a controlling person, not a one who has to make every decision, but someone who's aware of what's going on, sees there's a problem that needs him to step forward and take leadership and deal with it, then then he's her hero. But if he leaves uh-huh. everything to her thinking, oh, I'm this nice guy, I'll just leave it to her, it's a big, big turnoff. Okay, so if you leave everything to the woman, that actually creates a lot of work for her. <laughs> If she has to make all the decisions. Right, right. Okay. So she wants a man who shows leadership in the home. I, I've had this, so many women have told me this. They want a man who steps forward, who doesn't leave every decision to her. It's uh-huh. not about you know, making you know, a controlling turn, but when you leave every decision. And I've had so many men say, oh, I'll let her make the decisions. You know, It's better that way. That way she won't blame me if it goes wrong. But she does blame me because you're still responsible for what goes on in your home, even though you decided... You know, I'm going to leave it to my wife. If it if it turns out bad, people hold you responsible because you're the man. People, as much as we have ideas about gender equality, people still expect the man to be responsible for what goes on in his home. I'm. This is fun. This is intriguing for me because I find myself wanting to agree with you and wanting to disagree with you both at the same time. And I think that that's probably because I've seen so many different ways that relationships work. I've 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 seen 
cases in which the way that particular husband and wife do things is that the woman makes the decisions about the house and the kids, and the man makes the decisions about interactions with the outside world, and both of them are okay with that, and so it works for them. <laughs> um, but your experience is different. Well, you know, it, it's a matter of degree. It's not saying the man has to make every decision, but when a man backs away from making you know, virtually all the decisions and leaves everything on his wife, mm-hmm. a, a woman feels she doesn't have a man. She just has another child. Uh, mm-hmm. All the time I hear women complain, you know, we were planning a vacation. He left everything for me to plan. So the man thinks, well, I'm being so nice. I'll let her decide. She could choose a place to go, make all the arrangements. No. She, it's not that he wa- she wants him to dictate where they're going. She wants him to be a participant in making the decision. Okay. It makes her feel she's with a man. Yeah. Okay, I see your point. You do that... Uh a lot of women want a man to certainly be capable of making decisions, certainly be willing to take charge now and then. Exactly. It's not about every day, every single thing. But mm-hmm. if a man just steps back and, and leaves everything to his wife, and it's a big turnoff. Okay. She feels she doesn't have a man that she could depend on. She okay. feels she has another child. Got it. Okay. So I... It is true that for many years now, going back maybe to the 1970s feminist wave, um, there has been a lot of encouragement for men to be capable of being sensitive, to be able to talk about their feelings, to be able to develop their feminine side. Can a man do both? Can can he be able to be sensitive and talk about feelings and also able to show leadership and be decisive when the situation calls for it? Well, it's an interesting question because what does the word sensitive mean? Should it be, if it means being sensitive to other people's feelings, you know, realizing how your actions impact others, that's being sensitive. But, you know, all this talk about being sensitive, a woman really does want a man who's pouring out his guts every day, like telling, you know, telling her all his problems because she wants a man she could rely on. She wants a man she could lean on as, as her rock. If he's always, every day comes, if he's, you know, like I, I was once asked, is when a man crying, is that a sign of strength? Well, you know, if someone you love has passed away, you know, okay, you know, a man can cry because it's very sad, it's hard. But if you're crying every day because of things that are happening in life, how, how is she going to be able to feel that you're her rock that she can lean on and depend on? It's it's not good, you know. Mm. A man has to be strong. A woman wants to look up to a man. She wants the man to feel, you know, she she, she wants him to be her hero. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're so, it's like developing your feminine side. Well, what does that mean? I mean, what what does that mean anyway? <laughs> I get that question all the time. What does well, it mean? once Act upon like, a time, the stereotype pardon? was that women were nurturant and supportive and submissive. So that might be your feminine side. <laughs> well, I think a man can be nurturing and supportive. I don't think a man should be submissive because I think a woman loses respect when a man is submissive. But it doesn't mean that you're a controlling tyrant. It means, you know... A man can listen to what his wife says and appreciate her input. And, and it, the wonderful thing about having a wife is she has her own perspective and she could point out 
you know, perspectives on things that maybe the man didn't consider and, and you make a better decision, that's wonderful. But if it's submissive in the sense of, yeah, I'll just go along with whatever you want and it's always like that, you know, she, it's, it's very disappointing for the woman. Yeah, she'd like him to have a preference and have an opinion. She would like him to have a backbone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite model is um, probably shared leadership that both people are capable of having plans, both people are capable of making decisions, both people are capable of being considerate of the other person's desires and perspective, and together they decide where to go for vacation or what to do today. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. How to raise the kids, you know. But what happens is a lot of men will think, yeah, we'll decide together, I'll just ask you what you want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how we'll decide together. I'll ask her what she wants and, and, um, <clears throat> you know, and I'll just saying- go along with her because it's easier that way. Because, you know, a lot of men will tell me, you know, whatever, they'll say, you know, the woman will say, well, should we do this or that? And really, for a lot of men, it really doesn't matter. Like, you know, this is a common situation. The wife will call the man at work, what do you want for supper? Chicken or fish? And really, it doesn't matter to He'll say, he's thinking, why is she bothering me at work? Like, you know, it really doesn't matter. Whatever you make is fine, but but she wants him to make a decision. So if you're just agreeing with whatever she wants, and that's how you're making a decision together, it's it's not good. And, I, you know, I've had men who will say, you know, I realized that I thought I was working together with my wife to raise our kids, but what I realized was I would ask my wife what to do, and then I would do what she told me. And I realized, <laughs> well, you know, that's, I, the, the nanny can do that. <laughs> is that being a father? Is that being a co-parent? You know, a, a nanny could just do whatever the wife says. So, yes, make decisions together. But like, you know, there's some things a man can decide, some things a woman decide. But really, a man has to say, "Yeah, I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to make an effort to look into what is the best way to deal with the situation." Okay. All right. I think I have your main point now. And um, you're saying that women have responded well to this recommendation also. You know what? That's the amazing thing. When this book came out, I thought that I would tell men, read the book. Don't let your wife see it. (laughs) Just read it. (laughs) Things will be better and do it. But you know what? Women are the big buyers of the book. They're the main ones. And they're saying to me, how do I get my husband to read this? How do I get him to be like, like, uh, you know, what this book says? I, I had... I had one uh, fellow, I gave him the book, a friend of mine, and, uh, you know, he read it. And then his wife sort of didn't really understand what the book was about until she finally read it. And she said to him, you're not doing what the book says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, really. Uh, and, and then I've had other wives who, who bought the book and said, I, how do I get my sons to read this book? They're going to start dating soon. I want them to read this book. You know, because... I don't want them to be, uh, you know, you know, controlled and manipulated by a woman. I want them to have backbone and be strong. This is maybe a good place to mention that the title of the book we're discussing is Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Um, which is, yeah, a man being a man seems like a good idea. <laughs> It's about a man being a leader. And the interesting thing is, you know, when I wrote the book, I thought it, you know, I wrote it for myself and my friends 
And then I realized this was a you know common situation in North America that men you know weren't taught the manly traits of that in previous generations. But the interesting thing is, the book's been translated into 24 languages by publishers in Europe, Asia, Latin America, Africa, and so many countries where you thought that um, you know they, they had very traditional roles for men. It's it's really seems like a worldwide thing that men need to be taught how to be men. Like that, I think for women they're naturally. Uh, they're naturally women, but for men, you know, the manly traits—they they really need a, a father or someone else to teach them what it means to be a man. It doesn't come naturally, I think, to most men. Interesting. So I'm, I'm sh- I've, I've recently um, sort of stumbled across uh, some research about how, at least for white males the expectation that you'll be in a leadership role is a given. Um, and you're saying that that might be there for boys when they're in school, but somehow it fades away or gets drowned out by other voices when it, or it just doesn't apply in relationships. It applies in raising your hand in school and speaking up about your opinion when there's a crowd at the, t- at the table but not so much about taking leadership in a relationship. Yeah, no, that that's true. I, I mean, that's that's what I find. You have men who are heads of big companies, you know, very powerful positions at work, but they come home and they're they're ruled by their wives. It's uh, it's a common situation. I I think what happens is, you know, this whole generation of men, a lot of boys, were raised in families where you know their father worked long hours or or their parents were divorced and they didn't have a, a, a strong male role model in their father then they go to school most of their teachers are women they 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 watch television and you know fathers are portrayed as buffoons and incompetent and capable so where is for a young man today to get a role model of what it means to be a man to be a leader to you know to just to take charge i mean on television when a man tries to solve a problem you know, his wife has to rescue him. You know, where, where's where's the idea that you know the father steps forward, sees a problem, steps forward, and tries to solve it? Wow, I'm not up to date with modern television shows. <laughs> the internet has ruined me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there used to be shows where father knows best, or you know, leave it to Beaver, the dad knows what to do. Um, but I don't know how they are now. No, I, I know. Father knows best. Leave it to Beaver. That's what they did. There was that's 1950s. We're talking here. Yeah, 1960s. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, but look at the shows today. You know, like Homer Simpson or something. Like, you know, the men, the fathers are portrayed as buffoons. It's it's uh, you know it's fun to laugh, but what kind of message is this giving to to young men? Gotcha. Okay, well, we are going to take a short break now, and I will be back with Elliot Katz talking about men, women, leadership, decisions, relationships, and related matters after a short break. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state. 
with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions, especially in cases of divorce. Far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. No one can tell you how much money you'll have or when you'll see your children, right? Sadly, that's wrong. It happens every day in divorce court. Don't let it happen to you. When dealing with separation, divorce, or co-parenting, there is a better way. Family mediation. Save time, save money, and make good plans for your children. Visit the Academy of Professional Family Mediators at apfmnet.org. That's apfmnet.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. I'm your host, Virginia Collin, on Family Matters. Today I'm talking with Elliot Katz, the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, which has been translated into 24 different languages and sold in Europe, Asia, Latin, and Latin America, as well as North America. During the break, I was asking Mr. Katz uh, if he would be interested in being more specific about some of the material he read and who wrote what he read that really did have timeless wisdom about what it means to be a man in a relationship, in a family. Um, so I'm going to ask that question now. Elliot? Sure. Okay, so among the people that I read that really impacted me, sort of like shook me up and nearly made me fall off my chair, was uh, Maimonides. He was a philosopher that lived about a thousand years ago. He was, a, he, was, he was also a doctor. He lived in the 12th century in Spain. And another one was... Uh, Samson Raphael Hirsch, who lived about 200 years ago in Germany. And another one was more recent. It was Dr. Benjamin Spock, who, who lived, um, well, he wrote the book on uh, baby and child care. That was the book that uh, the parents of the baby boom generation used to raise the baby boomers. And the interesting thing about Spock was, you know, if you remember in the 1960s, he was anti against the Vietnam War. He was considered very liberal, and people said he was... His, his approach was very permissive, but he, 
if you read him, he wasn't permissive at all. He, today he'd be considered quite conservative. And one thing he said that really shook me up was he says, you want to have a good relationship with your wife? You have to be a leader of your family and a role model, and a leader of your family and a role model to your children. Really, the message and so much of, the, of what I read was you have to be a leader. You can't, you can't shirk your responsibility to be a leader. And it was so fascinating to read this stuff that was written years ago. And they're saying the same thing. They're dealing, talking about problems that are happening today. And, and what really puzzled me, honestly, was like, how come, you know, when my marriage was falling apart, how come no one gave us this advice? How come, like, this was stuff was written 100, you know, 50 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago? How come, like, all they do today in marriage counseling is, you know, promote communication? You know, like, they try to get each person to listen to each other without sharing, say, well, you know, there is some timeless wisdom on how to deal with this situation. Here it is. Like, that, that, that's what really shook me up. Like, you know, uh, Maimonides, a thousand years ago, he wrote that it's really important that a person not be idle, that a lot of problems today, if a woman doesn't work, she, she stays at home, and, you know, she, she comes unhappy and, and starts blaming her husband for unhappiness, and it leads to divorce. And he wrote that a thousand years ago, and I said, why is he not so much today? I said, wow. <laughs> I, I really fell off my chair when I read that. It's like, uh, you know, how come, you know, no one said to us, you know, it's really important. Keep busy. Get a job. Do something with your life. You're not happy because you're idle. And he wrote that a thousand years ago. I said, uh, you know, how, how come no one's sharing that with us today? Yeah, that is pretty, pretty basic and, and pretty important. And another source I, I read was uh, Akiva, who was a teacher from 2,000 years ago. He wrote something, another thing that shook me up. It says, and that's so true, like I've seen it so much today that it says, you know, one of the reasons men want to become wealthy, this is 2,000 years ago, he writes this. One of the reasons men want to become wealthy is to buy luxuries for their wife. And he said, if you're trying to get rich to buy luxuries for your wife, you'll never be rich because your wife will never be satisfied. If, if that's all you're trying to do, you know, who is rich? A man whose who's wife is who is uh, satisfied with what they have. So, whoa. Like, so it's like, here are these people, and myself included, working yourself to an early heart attack, trying to pay for everything that you think, well, I could just pay for all these things that my wife wants and she'll be happy. And he's saying, you don't have to, because if you just, that's what you're ma- basing, trying to make your wife happy, is to pay for the big house and pay for all these things. She's never going to be happy, so you don't have to. <laughs> whoa. How come no one taught me that, you know? Wow. This was 2,000 years ago. So, you know, I I just, so many things just, um, just, just, another thing from 2,000 years ago, it said, and this is in the book, is like, you know, you know, when a man is, um, one thing it said, and like, men don't, can't understand why their wives are against them. Like, even situations it's like sometimes it seems their wives are just automatically against whatever they want. And it says, if the man is worthy, the woman will be his helper. If he's not worthy, she will be against him. It's like, so it's like well, if, if your wife is always against you, if she's always automatically opposing everything you do, take a look at yourself. She does not see you as worthy of being, uh, uh, for her to be your helper. And often it's because, you know, you're not showing leadership. You're not being the man of the house. You're not being strong. 
step forward, be the man, have some backbone, and she, so she can respect you, and she will become your helper. That was written 2,000 years ago. It's like, whoa, how come no one taught us that? How come no one, you know, all these marriage counselors you go to, how come they don't really teach you anything that can actually help your marriage? They just want to improve communication, but when you don't have a clue, when you're searching for answers, improving communication isn't, isn't going to... Like when you don't have any any ideas, just listening to the other person, you need some, you know, you need a, a paradigm shift. You want some insight that, what do I have to do to change this situation? This is a lot more interesting than I thought it might be. <laughs> You've got, uh, you're, you're, we're not just talking about teaching men how to be strong. What you're saying is that there's a gap. There's a there's a huge hole in what most parents and are teaching their kids, and a big gap in in what society is communicating to the next generation. We're not giving people a model for how a family works well. Is that uh, what you're saying? Yeah, how how to, how to make a marriage work? Like all those. You know, I see it, and I my I experience, and you know, and I experience, you know, other men who who are going through divorces. Like, you know, most men I know are divorced. They they didn't want to get divorced. Like, whatever's going on in their marriage, like they said, well, we're married, we have kids, like we should stay together, and and they're and they're scrambling around looking for like, like how do I how do I solve how do I make things better? Like, you know, so many men, and I can relate to this. Like you say, well, if you just would tell me what. I need to do to make things better. I'll do it. Like I want to make things to be better, but you're scrambling around and you're looking for answers, and there are no answers. It's like, like nobody can give you any answers. Like, and so when I start searching on my own, like there is wisdom. Like if you think, you know, people have been getting married for five thousand years. So well, how do they? You know, we have like the highest divorce rates now than probably ever in history. Well, what what did they do to, to stay married? Was there any wisdom? Was there any insights? that they had that, you know, we could learn from. And that's really what I went looking for. And, mm-hmm. and like the stuff I learned, like, really, like, some of the stuff I, learned, I, I would just learn, like I said, I, I nearly fell off my chair. I said, wow. Here, like I said, written thousands of years ago, this is, like, this is like it's written today. It was so fresh, so, so, uh, so what, one of the things it says, um, 2,000 years ago, it says, if, um, it says, if, if your wife is short, bend down and listen to her advice. Like, make an effort, tells you, make an effort to listen to her, your wife's advice. And then it says, but if you always listen to her advice, your life will be hell. So, <laughs> so there's a real balance. It says, yeah, you should listen to your wife. If you never listen to her, listen to her. But if you always just automatically listen to her, you're headed for, for problems. This is really basic stuff, and I think it's important, and I, I think it's true that a lot of adults don't know these things, and a lot of parents, it doesn't occur to them to teach their children. I had a, an interview recently with Julie Lithcutt-Hames, who's the author of a book about uh, getting out of helicopter parenting. You know, right. let your kids fail because, well, that's not her book, Let Your Kids Fail. But um, don't, don't do too much for your kids. Let them learn to do it for themselves. 
Um, and it seems like there are a lot of basic things that a lot of families stumble or or don't teach to their kids. Like you're supposed to become a grown up. You're supposed to learn to be able to earn a living. You're supposed to learn to be able to love someone. Um, you're supposed to be able to learn to do something worthwhile with your life. These messages don't seem to come through as strongly nowadays as they once did. Well, well, I talk to the my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I know you're right. I, I, I mean, I do see it. I see people. Uh, it is true. I see people. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say how old people. I, I see people in their fifties still going to their parents asking for money. It's, uh, yeah. It's take, take care, take responsibility for your life. Solve your own problems. Earn your own money. It's, yeah, no, it's, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Oh, and I thought I was repeating what you were saying. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, I think you, that applies to women as well as men. You know, women also need to learn to be grown-ups. In relationships, maybe, but grown-ups. <laughs> no. You know what, it's not just, I think both men and women have to learn to be grown-ups. Because I think part of a man avoiding decision-making and avoiding leadership is, is just like not growing up. In fact, in fact, you know, it's interesting. I just got an email this week <laughs> from someone who read the book. He says, I cannot tell you how many times my wife would tell me to grow up and be a man. I thought she was being ridiculous and overdramatic. I thought by being a good provider and a good father to our, the children in our blended family, I, I was being a good husband. So, and... Realize, no, he had he had to grow up and be a man. And so, wait, being a good provider is an important part of being a man, and being a good father to your children, um, stepchildren, adopted children, um, birth children, whatever. That is an important part of being a man. What was he missing? What else was he supposed to grow up and do? He wasn't showing leadership in, in other areas. He, he being a good father. I mean, he doesn't go into detail, but. He, you know, he thought by being, he's, a lot of men think I'll be a good provider and I'll let her run the home. He, he's got to do more in terms of being aware of what's going on with the children, being aware of what's going on at home, and showing leadership and, and, and taking charge in solving those problems and dealing with those situations. Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Respect is a word that you used a couple of times that... Uh, it seems as if there are a lot of women who who find I can't respect the man I'm with, and possibly a lot of men who find they can't respect the woman they're with. But I guess today we're talking mostly about how a man becomes a strong man, whom a woman will respect. So one way people go with that sometimes is to get ultra macho and demand respect and that I think is counterproductive it's not what you're talking about what are you recommending for men to do so that women will respect them well you know respect is a man, you know a woman wants to be loved a man wants to be respected right so respect for a man is very important and really when a woman doesn't respect a man it's it's really it's it's the beginning of the slippery slope, and that just uh, you know if she has shows him no respect. It, it's it's not good. Uh, you know, really, 
to be respected, it's really about being a strong man and having backbone and showing leadership and being someone she can look to what she, he's doing and, and, you know, look at him and say, this is my hero, this is someone I look up to, this is someone I respect who who is handling the situation. He's not being, like I said, one of the children where I have to make all the decisions and, you know, and everything in terms of even buying his clothes for him. It's like he acts like a grown man, which means being a leader in a family. Like, that's such such a key thing. It's you know, it's not that long ago when when we said the head of the family was the father, right? Like, if you filled out a form, head of the that family. Is, that's certainly was father's my father's name, right? opinion. <laughs> Pardon? That certainly was my father's opinion. <laughs> yeah, but but okay. So you know, we we but then we started saying, well, that's being controlling. Well, no, okay, it, can, it could be some fathers were controlling. You don't want that. That's not healthy. But you, but you don't want him to go to the other extreme and just like oblivious, you know, to what's going on, and and not not stepping forward and taking charge. It's it's really about the sort of the midpoint, what the healthy midpoint, which is he's aware of what's going on. He shows leadership when it's needed. He's not controlling. He's not micromanaging every single thing the, you know, the wife or kids do. But mm-hmm. he's there. He's aware when there's a problem. He knows when to step forward. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I'm I'm hesitant here because I'm thinking back on my first marriage, which ended in divorce, and um, the man in question did regard himself as the head of the family, and he made decisions about where we were going to go and what we were going to do. And I think maybe what was missing was him treating me with respect. You know, he didn't. He didn't uh, really consider my preferences or input or anything. He was in charge. He was making all the decisions. So wh- I guess that you would say that's erring in the direction of being too controlling. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, li- a little bit of sensitivity would have helped there. Well, it's really in the middle, right? It, we, we, you know, it, how would you have felt if he just said you? Oh, you decide this. Anything that had to be decided, he just said, you decide, you decide, you decide. Uh, I think I wouldn't have liked that either. I, right. I wanted so it's, us it's to really be a team. the healthy midpoint, which is, you know, he's in, he shows leadership. He's not controlling. He thinks what, what's, you know, what's for the greater good of the family. And, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously he, listen, he listens to your input because, you know, you have valuable input. You're an adult. You have intelligence. Someone who just wants everything their way and are being controlling—that's that—that's—that's—that's that's not leadership. That's like someone who's very insecure and just has to have everything their way. Yeah, I, I should say on air. I have children. I should say he was a nice guy. He wasn't mean to me. <laughs> um, we just kind of couldn't make it connect and and couldn't make it work with each other. Um. All right. So what if a guy doesn't already have these characteristics? He doesn't already know how to make decisions and exercise leadership. How can he learn? Well, okay, so the question is how can a woman encourage these traits in a man? Well, my question was how can a man learn? But your okay, question well, is also a good one. <laughs> Okay, so there's two aspects, right? First, he has to become aware 
that this is what a woman wants because the fascinating thing about the, my whole experience with this book is that women will say, yes, this is what we want. The men will say, no, this is not what women want. <laughs> ah. they, they're the ones that argue with me. It's so fascinating. Like I'll give talks in front of groups of people and the men will turn to the woman and say, he's wrong. This isn't what women want. And the women will say, yes, this is what want. Listen to what he's saying. So first thing is really to become aware. I've talked to men, and so many will say to me, no one's ever told me this. I've never heard this before. So so first thing is to become aware. Yeah, the woman wants you to be a leader. She doesn't want you to be a controlling tyrant. But she doesn't want you to leave everything to her. So, like, when you know when there's a decision to be made, you know step forward and and bring forward a, a solution. Don't I said like don't if, you know if your wife has been making the decisions for ten years and she makes a decision, don't step forward and say oh no we're not going to do that we're going to do the complete opposite because I'm going to show I'm the leader. Well, that's being stupid and that's, being, that's undermining her and that's not showing leadership. But the, the main thing you know I tell people look for situations that need to be dealt with. Look. You know, look look for problems at home with your kids that need to be dealt with that are not being dealt with, and step forward, find a solution, and implement it. You know, at first she she might not believe you're actually doing it, but just keep doing that, and she'll you'll be her hero because that's what she wants. She wants someone who doesn't wait for her to tell her tell him what to do. She wants someone who looks for a solution and implements it. Wow, this is this is a husband. This is a father. That's what that's what she wants. All right. We will be back after a short break and talk some more about how a man can be a hero to his wife and kids. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions. Especially in cases of divorce, far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Family members too often find themselves in court arguing about separation, parenting schedules, financial issues, divorce, estates, or care of an elderly relative. There's a better way to solve a family problem. Work with a professional mediator in private, confidential meetings. To learn more, visit the Academy of Professional Family Mediators at apfmnet.org. That's apfmnet.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radioshow at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. I'm Virginia Collin, your host on Family Matters, and I'm talking today with Elliot Katz. And our topic is also the title of Elliot's book, one of his books, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Uh, Elliot and I were talking a little bit before the break about how... um, Everybody, a lot of people would really like it if men knew how to be heroes to their wives and to their children. If men knew how to take responsibility in a relationship, notice when there's a problem, figure out how to do it, deal with it, and step forward and handle the problem. Um, Elliot, I think you you have some stories of from people who've read your book and it's made a difference for them. Could you share a couple of stories with us? Sure, sure. I, you know, I one one fellow wrote in and said that his, you know, his marriage was really not in trouble, and his wife kept telling him, you know, she, she, be a man. She wanted him to be a man, and he said he really didn't understand what she meant. And this is, this is a common thing. So women know what a man should be. Men. Don't know, unless they're told. So he said he read my book, and he, and he started implementing it, and he said it's made a big difference. And I, I, This is a story I've heard a few times. Like People write in, they say, I read your book. It saved my relationship. I, I had one fellow write in from, um, I don't know where he was, somewhere in Eastern Europe. He said him and his friend, they, they sit down and you know, they studied the book, and, and they, 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 used, they applied it with their relationships with their girlfriends, and it's really made a difference. It's it's really it's like it's really the timeless wisdom that that men need to learn. That men have been taught, you know, over the centuries, but just we're we're not taught for this uh, in this generation. It, it and oh, then I have had women write in. They said if my husband had understood these crucial truths, our marriage of thirty eight years would not have disintegrated. You know, I. I I've, you know, it's really been rewarding, and I think, you know, I'm really, I guess my goal is to change the world one man at a time, and mm-hmm. and really make a difference, and uh, I I see it happening. We just got to get more men to study this and apply it and, and see that it makes a difference. Do you have but, some specific examples of, of, you know, this is the way I used to do things, and my wife didn't seem to appreciate how wonderful I am, and I read your book, and now this is the way I do things, and it's working so much better. And it, you know, Can you explain what it is that men change other than, you know, can you make it more concrete than just being decisive? Well, it's really about... Men not stepping forward. It's about men thinking, I'm, I'm a nice guy, I'm not controlling. They're really just leaving all the running of the home and the marriage and the raising of the children to the wives. And the men think, well, I'm being this nice, non-controlling person. And, and when they start showing leadership and start stepping forward and dealing with problems and situations, that's when they become a hero. Really, that, it's really about being aware of what's going on in your home and seeing problems that have to be dealt with, and stepping forward and dealing with them, 
You know, that's leadership. It's leadership in other spheres. You know, if you're in an organization and you see problems and you step forward and deal with it, that people are impressed with you. It's the same thing when you're a husband. So many husbands think, I'll work hard, I'll bring in the money, I'll let her do everything else. And how come she doesn't appreciate, you know, I'm providing such a nice home for her and all this? Because she really wants a man. She wants a man who steps forward and shows leadership. It's really about, you know, uh, so many women have said to me that they, they wish, you know, they want to meet a man who shows leadership. They don't like a man who just leaves everything to them, who makes no decisions. I, I've mm-hmm. heard this so many times. It's so amazing. if your wife calls and says, do you want chicken or fish? Don't Pardon? say either one would be fine. You just pick one. Just say chicken or say fish. Make a yeah? decision. That's right. Yeah. It's a, if it doesn't matter to you, it's an easy decision. <laughs> right. Just Because she wants you to make a decision. Okay. So make it. Make the decision. It's like, you know, if you choose a rest, if you're going taking a woman out on a date and you say you want to go to restaurant A, B, or C, well, you know, you're, she, she says, well, this guy can't make a decision. Make mm-hmm. a decision. Say, let's go to restaurant A. I think we'd enjoy it. And and if it's, you know, if it's a fish restaurant and she has an anaphylactic allergy to fish, she'll tell you and you can go to <laughs> restaurant B. But she really or if wants... it's a Thai restaurant and she really loves Indian food, maybe she'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, really. But she, she really want, wants you to, to take the lead and make a decision. And it's not about we have to go there and that you're a controlling tyrant. And, you know, if you suggest a movie and she says, well, I've seen it three times, and you say, well, no, we're going to go see it again, well, that's being stupid. But, you know, like, make the effort to show leadership. Really, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's such a big issue with women because otherwise they feel they don't really have a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you want to say any more about blame in relationships and responsibility in relationships? Yeah, that's just what I was kind of wanted to talk about was the man has to realize, you know, he, he has to take full responsibility for what goes on in his family. But that's just the issue I want to raise. Like, so often, you know, men will, will shirk making decisions because they think, well, they can't be blamed when it goes wrong. But the reality is people still hold you responsible. And, you know, a lot of men, especially like divorced men, will blame their wives for, like, spending so much money that they're broke or, or other things. And they don't understand why nobody has any sympathy because people just don't have sympathy for a man who blames his wife for what's going on in the marriage. It's like, you so say, you're the man. If you saw this problem, it was your job to be the man and step forward and not let it go on or put an end to it if it was going on. So take full responsibility, and if you know if you make a decision and it's a wrong decision, take responsibility, fix it. Don't don't keep blaming your wife. You know, blame. A lot of men want to blame their wives, and they don't realize it's it's makes them look stupid, and their wives are just completely turned off. Like, be the man. Like, part of being the man is taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's like any leadership role. If we looked at the president of the United States, and he. You know, something goes wrong and he starts blaming his staff. It's like, well, what kind of leader is this? Like, take responsibility. If you knew about it, you let it go on. Take responsibility and deal with it. Okay. That's a good point. Well, you've talked some about men learning to take responsibility and show leadership and make decisions. Uh, Do you have recommendations for women about 
what they can do if they would if they'd like the men they're with to be more decisive? What can a woman do to encourage a man in that direction? Okay, well, I'll tell you what one woman told me she was going to do. She's going to say, you know, she's going to give her husband my book and say, read the book, it'll take you an hour, and I'm waiting for you in the bedroom in my negligee. <laughs> but <laughs> what are some steps? It, it, it's the same thing. It's like when it comes to make a decision, you know, if, the, if there's a decision to be made and the man wants you to make a decision, let, let's say you're going, got to choose a restaurant. Just say, you decide, and then don't say another word. Let him decide. And, and then when he makes a decision, you know, praise him for it. Like, say, that was a good decision. You made a good choice. And the same thing with dealing with a problem. If you, there's a problem at home that you want your husband to deal with, ask him to deal with it. And if he says, well, what should I do? Just say, you know, I don't know. I, when I need to find a solution, I, I do research. I look on the Internet and just let him deal with the problem. Don't criticize him unless he's going to do something that's dangerous or damaging. And then when he does it, just praise him for doing it. And the main thing is really just encourage him to, to, to uh, you know, take that role, making decisions, showing leadership. And, and the more you encourage him, the more you praise him for handling situations, the more he will do it. Okay. Uh, there was a time when women were encouraged to hide their intelligence, hide their strength, hide their decision-making abilities, just uh, kind of squelch themselves a little bit so that in comparison, the man would appear to be strong and manly. Um, today, women are... A lot of women are are not eager to play a submissive role or or to have to behave in a manipulative way in order to get their men to be strong. Um, do you have anything to say about how you know today's uh, some women today are are very strong people? Do they also want strong men? Absolutely. I'm glad you raised that point because a strong woman wants a strong man. She, she does not want a man who's weaker than her. She does not want a man who's just you know, going to do whatever she tells him to do. She, she, wants, she wants a man who is her equal. And I've had lots of women who, who you know, they'll say, I'm a boss at work. I'm a professional. I have my own practice. I have employees that, you know, I tell them what to do. But I'm, when I'm with my, a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge. She, well, so she wants a man who acts like a man. She doesn't want a man who's just going to do whatever she, she tells him to do. Interesting. Do you want a man who does whatever you tell him to do? No, not really. <laughs> right. Do you want a man who's who's strong, who could show leadership, Absolutely. make decisions, and 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 especially women today. You know, they're they're successful in careers. They don't want a man who just does whatever. They, you know, they don't want to go for it. They don't want like a, a, someone who's just there to do whatever they tell them to do. They want a man who's, who can show that leadership as well as, and be as strong as they are. Okay. Does the guy get to have any time off? I mean, generally men have to show leadership and be decisive at work. And then if he's supposed to show leadership and be decisive at home too, when does he get to relax, the poor guy? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I've, I've had that question. My men will say, 
what do I come home? I'm so exhausted. How am I? You know, I show leadership at work, and I'm I come home I'm exhausted. I said, well, just like you work hard at your job because you want to provide a nice life for your family, you have to save some of that energy to come home and be a leader at home for the same reason that you want your children and wife to have a nice life. You've got to save some uh, energy for them. I think we have just a couple of minutes left, and I'm trying to think back to something you said that I thought was so much worth repeating. Something like a man should be uh, a hero to his wife and a role model for his children. What was it you said? Right, he should be a leader to his, in his oh. family, uh, you know, and a hero to his wife and, and oh. a role model to his children. Absolutely. Okay. That's that's the key thing. When I learned read that, it's like whoa. Okay, a leader, a leader, and a role model. This right. is this is what we're looking for in guys. A leader okay. and his family, and a role model to his children, okay. which is part of being a leader, uh, right? What okay. what is the father's job to be a leader, a guide, a teacher to his children? You know, it's yeah. not you're not there to be one of their friends. You, your children have lots of friends. Yeah, they want to look up to their father and learn from him. Yeah, and the guiding and teaching part of it is important because you do want to help those kids learn how to become adults. Absolutely. That, that's a father's job, to help them succeed in the world, to teach them how to live in this world. You know, bringing in money is good. You need money to live, but there's more than that. You can't just be a, a provider. Your job is to teach them about life, to teach them to share your experience. You know, you, you know what goes on in the real world. So your encouragement, your praise, you know, a father who's gone out, who goes out in the world every day, who comes home and says, you know, I think he'd be good at this. That means a lot to a child. Okay. I want to let my listeners know that they can find more information about your book online at awardpress.com. In these last... uh, Last half a minute of the show, is there anything you'd like to repeat for emphasis or anything you'd like to add? Well, the main thing is show leadership, make decisions, take responsibility. The book is available both as a paperback and, as, and an e-book, both on, on Amazon, Kobo, I, iTunes, it's all. And if people want to write to me, they can uh, send me an email, bethestrongman at AOL.com. I'd be happy to hear from them and hear their thoughts and comments. Okay. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, Elliot. Okay. Thanks, Virginia. Thank you for joining us this week on Family Matters. Please tune in for another edition featuring host Dr. Virginia Collin next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be kind, heal, and grow.